All right, here come the testicles then. <laughs> Podcasting hour, my friends. We are back for another weekly installment of Horror Bullshit. My name is Darian. I am still the guy that turns the machines on and then later on hits update and uh, fucking publish and all that shit. Jason Harrell is still the other guy that shows up and tells me what a homo I am. What's up, <laughs> okay, Jason? Occasionally. What do you mean occasionally? I am back. You made it back, everybody. Oh, I really, I really just needed to get a good nap last week. Is that what it was? I was so fucking tired. I don't blame you, man. You're getting up at what? Three? Three in the morning. Three. Three in the morning. What time do you have to be at work? Uh, five thirty. So it's a two. Well, it's a what? Two hour commute. Uh, The way I drive, yeah, yeah, about an hour and forty five minutes. Oh God. So God. So yeah, three and a half hours of driving. Get up at three. So yeah, I was a little tired last week. Yeah. And what time are you getting home? It's all good. Oh, like. Today was three forty-five. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, it's all right. Yeah. I got uh, forty-seven more days left. So we're getting there, man. Getting there. We're, c- we're approaching that finish line. my way to the end. We're gonna do it. <laughs> I can feel it. It's Unless good. I get smoked by a semi truck, you know, Either that within or the last week, shanked with a number two pencil. It could be that. It's always in the last by my coworkers. Oh well, of course, it's always <laughs> in the last couple of days before you retire. Oh, absolutely. That's when shit hits the fan, and oh, we discovered that swastika tattoo. We have to cancel <laughs> your pension. <laughs> I don't need to hear about your latest tattoo. Oh, dude. sorry, sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you, man? Not much. Uh, dealing with, uh, like, the, the fucking stomach thing is going around again. It seems like you're always having a stomach this thing. This is what happens when you have kids, sir. Mm. They go to school, they come back with a bunch of shit, and then it rotates around your house. This really makes me grateful for getting that vasectomy so long ago. It's probably a good idea. <laughs> I'm sure it upped your life expectancy by at least a decade. Well, I know the rest of the world was grateful that I did. Uh, well, so. I, uh, yeah, I don't think we need any more little heralds <laughs> no. running around this place. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, Daphne brought it home Friday. Uh, just vomit all over the place. Nice. Uh, everything was cool. She was back, you know, back to being herself Saturday. Sunday was okay. Sunday night after the football game, we got a birthday party to go to. Deacon makes it to the the trampoline park, immediately vomits in the bathroom. Yeah? Yeah. Have to take him home from the, the birthday party. Well, that beats blowing it out of his ass while he's 10 feet in the air. Well, that came next. Oh, well. Vomit sorry, was I'm night sorry one. to interrupt. <laughs> no, vomit was night one. That was Sunday night. Monday, nothing but mud. Mm, the nice. mud works all over. Well, at least it wasn't on a trampoline. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that would have been something to see. 
<laughs> I wish it wasn't my kid, but it would still be something Chocolate rain. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Uh, yeah, man, it's going around. Now my wife's got it. Um, she stayed home with Deacon yesterday. Today she's at work. She's being very, she said she's very delicate today. Lots of clenching. Yeah, mm. probably. Lots <laughs> of uh, white knuckling of things. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I've been there. But nothing for you? Nothing yet. I'm yeah. sure I'm next in the rotation. It's, it's logical. But I do drink. I am a problem drinker. So I figure I can just kill it with hard alcohol. Done. Between that and some of the shit that you eat. Yeah, I eat a lot of garbage. <laughs> yes, so you really do. There's that too. Uh, I, I like to think of it as hardening my digestive tract for mm. just such an occasion. You know hardening I mean? your digest- digestive tract and loosening your bowels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That too. But now, when I get the stomach bug, my digestive tract is going to be like, Yeah. Bitch. We can do this one. Yeah. <laughs> this is nothing. Did you see what he got from the gas station two weeks ago? This ain't shit. <laughs> right on, Jason. Well, we have no buddy tonight, obviously. Shocking, I know. Uh, we do have a regular horror show to get into, though, my, my man. Let's yes, sir. start it off with a little horror news. horror news yes sir what do you got jay coming up may 26th through 29th vinegar syndrome's halfway to black friday sale kicks off always happy to pick up more (laughs) more overpriced garbage from them (laughs) here comes some low-grade porno if only there was an anti-maze meat pies part two (laughs) i need more pat marita pretending to smoke with a weird southern accent that doesn't make sense uh gutter garbs kicking off a memorial day weekend sale starting tomorrow may 24th okay so you can pick up some good horror uh swag uh at gutter garbs and uh that's all i got oh what you got how about pictures are up from the set of beetlejuice 2 oh snap showing uh, Winona Ryder as Lydia Dietz, 36 mm-hmm. years after the events of Beetlejuice 1. She, I think she's actually held up rather well, yeah. Winona Ryder. No, she's done good. Yeah, I think she still looks good. Um, I hope she doesn't do that weird goth bang thing that she did in yeah. the first movie. I always thought that was weird. And well, it, I don't know if it would work for a 50-some-year-old lady. Tim Burton, he loves that shit. Yeah, you know? he does. He's into that. Uh I'm into it, man. Are you excited for Beetlejuice too? Who's the? There's a daughter. Is it Jenna Ortega again? Yes. yes. Okay. She of course is now the girl, the goth yeah. horror girl. I'm into it, man. I like her. No, I think she's she does fine. good work. Yeah. She's gonna play uh, uh, Lydia Dietz's daughter. I'm sure she's loving it. I'm sure she. I is. mean, she's getting money left and right, yeah, man. Dude. Scream movies. Yeah. Wednesday. Come. Probably another. You think she'll be in uh, Maxine? Probably not. Right. Did she? No, she, she was in She X. died like a motherfucker, though. She did, but so, so what? <laughs> <laughs> Revenge of X. That's right. Uh, what else we got here? Trailers are out for Mortal Kombat 1. Mm. So this is, what from what I got, so it's the video game I'm talking about. Uh, I know you're not a Mortal Kombat doofus like I am. I am a... I am a fan, and I used to be a very hardcore Mortal Kombat player. Okay, very cool. Uh, you and I have just never sat down to play. Oh, we can play anytime you like, <laughs> sir. 
regardless, this is basically if I know you didn't play Mortal Kombat 11, but no. there was like a hard a hard reset mm-hmm. at the end of Mortal. Kombat. It got very Game of Thronesy. Hmm. And the amount of lore that they pack into these fucking games, which are about two guys fighting. <laughs> that's a, that's the fun part about it. Yeah, I appreciate it. At the end of the day, it's two guys fighting. Yeah. But uh, the lore that goes into all of this and the characters and this one comes back and that one goes there and this one is very Game of Thronesy. But at the end of the last one, they did something called a time quake, mm-hmm. which basically like hit the reset button on the whole thing. Okay. This is the second time they've done that. So it's taking it all the way back to one? It's taking it beyond, like, to the very first tournament ever. Okay. And it's basically, (laughs) without without putting on my my nerd glasses and we will actually uh, (laughs) doing all that shit, I I will say that... um, uh, there is a time god involved. You have to beat her at the end of Mortal Kombat 11. And then once you do, you then gain the power to reset. Basically undo all the damage she did, which takes it all the way back to the beginning of the timeline. Okay. And that's where this new Mortal Kombat is going to pick up. So I'm excited for it. I liked uh, you had texted us uh, like a trailer. Yeah. and uh, But it looked like mostly cinema. Like the cinematography yeah, stuff scenes. or yeah. the cutscenes, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm curious what the the gameplay looks like. Me too. I'm yeah. excited for it. I'm going to pre-order it very soon. Boy, that game has really evolved. It's two guys fighting, man. <laughs> but the the whole thing, it's a goddamn soap opera. Yeah, but just like I mean, I remember playing one and two in the arcades and stuff, and and playing them like crazy on uh, PlayStation. Yep. And um, man, just the graphics. Like you try to go back. To play it like old school and oof. <laughs> it's like Minecraft karate. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It looks a little rough. And the the best part is that they actually hired actors to do that. Yeah, which was like revolutionary at the time. Did, you, did you ever see a game called Pit Fighter? I did. Yeah, love me some Pit Fighter. Yeah, you had the Asian guy, you had the big football player guy, mm-hmm. and then you had a guy that was like weirdly in the middle. Super white wrestling looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So th- those were the three dudes that you could, you could pick from. <laughs> right on, man. I'm excited for that. Speaking of video games, here's something that's going to blow your mind. Oh, okay. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage is being uh, in, basically included in the next DLC pack for Dead by Daylight. Saw that as Nicholas Cage and well deserved. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing gonna do he's gonna nicholas cage your face off he's gonna cage you up (laughs) i don't know if he's a killer or a survivor or what but uh cowboy texted me this and then uh some other friends of ours did too and did you did you get to watch the trailer at all jay um it's not really trying to no i only saw the still image of okay like Video game Nicolas Cage face. Okay, so that's that's pretty much all you get in the trailer, except you get Nicolas Cage and he's like wearing a smoking jacket. It's like <laughs> it's like uh, you know like video game Nicolas Cage, and he's just prattling on about imagination is the key to mastering the elements. Oh boy, and shit like that. So he's gonna bore you to death. <laughs> I think that's what his power is gonna be. <laughs> he's going to. Uh, Put his crushing weight of talent upon you. Maybe he'll just grab you like a pinball machine and just Face Nicholas off. Cage his ass off. That's what it is. <laughs> Whatever it is, man, you can take my money. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm already on board. No, that's awesome. 
what else we got here? Posters are have been released for Bloomhouse's Five Nights at Freddy's adaptation. Mm-hmm. Now, there's potential here, my friend, because I don't know if you, you've played any iOS games or dabbled in Five Nights at Freddy's. I played, uh, like, the original game on PC. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It can be very creepy. Well, as somebody who doesn't, you know, is a massive fan of the dark and yeah. uh, sudden scares, sure it scared pissed, the shit out yeah, of me. Yeah, you pissed your pants. It's fine. <laughs> but even, like, I can usually tolerate that. But I was, I used to play it at work at night yeah. alone in in the, the shop. Mm-hmm. It would scare the piss out of me. Oh, yeah. Because the lights would just flicker and then you'd see the duck or whatever just standing outside. Oh, God. Fucking. Just right in front of you. Yeah. Piss me off. I'm excited. There's potential here for a horror movie. Oh, yeah. No, I'm looking for it. Boy, that's been... A long time in the making. Yeah, they, I mean, it's they've been the, talking about this for a while. Well, the, it's gotten kicked around to various production companies, and nobody seemed to want to actually put it together. I guess Bloomhouse is doing it. Too busy making Winnie the Pooh movies. That's what it is. Which were not that bad, by the way. <laughs> before you get all smug on me. Uh, lastly, it looks like Netflix has released trailers for Sister Death. Do you remember Sister Death, Jason? No. Have you seen a movie called Veronica? Yes. Do you remember the nun with the the white-outed eyes, whited-out eyes? Do not. She was Sister Death. Apparently, we're getting into her backstory. She okay. was the, the old lady that was smoking in the basement. I'm down with it. Cut I like Veronica. It was okay. I think it was way overhyped. When it yeah, first came it, out, it everyone, was, oh, scariest thing since the Exorcist. Oh, yeah, everything. Blah, 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 blah. Winnie fine. the Pooh was the scariest thing since the Exorcist. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, says I'll, the maker of Winnie the Pooh, scariest <laughs> thing since The Exorcist. I love those pull quotes. That you know, they just take like a section of a sentence where he's talking about <laughs> something completely different. Yeah, I love it. Uh, anyway, I will probably check it out eventually. Yeah. It's going to be in Spanish again. Yeah, sure. of course. Uh, no, I I actually liked it. I didn't. I kind of went in, even though it was very hyped up. I still went in with low low expectations. Low expectations. So I was pl- I was. Pleasantly pleased. Yeah, I wasn't mad at that at all. That is all I got on the horror news, amigo. You ready for some listener mail? Yes, indeedy. Let's get it. Listener mail. Hey, we got some things going on here, Jason. Kick it off. Let's see what we got here. Let's kick things off. Uh, Way down in Southern California, here comes Tony. Subject line, Darian is a turd. Oh, fair enough. I feel like he just has like a template. And it starts with Darian is a turd and then he just fills in the blanks. Yeah, it's just a Mad Lib sheet. My problem with Darian this week is blah, blah, blah. and then Darian is a blank. Uh, Darian can <laughs> shove a blank up Adjective. his blank. <laughs> Orifice. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> there's got to be a photo. Yeah, there's a photo there. And I think this might be his Mona Lisa. Ooh. It is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Go. That's sexy time. It is my head on a uh, topless young lady and two people pinching her nipples with chopsticks. Says it all. That's that's all there. All that you need to know, inmates. That's what we got for you this week. My, I, nipples. Th- I think it's a take on capitalism. You think so? Yeah. You know, I'm interpreting a little bit. But I here, feel but... like it's more like the oppression of the Asian minority. Hmm, okay, the, I can the see way where the, you're coming the from. The chopsticks yes. are placed. Sure. <laughs> I got to start a book of these and publish it somehow. 
Unfortunately, I don't think I can fit that much black cock into one book. It could be a pop-up. Oh. <laughs> It'll be like the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> volume 1, Volume 2, Volume The three. cock just continues through That's each right. one. And my face at the very or end. Or the bookends could be like the cock starting and the cock ending. <laughs> we'll sell those separately. Those will be add-ons to the Kickstarter. <laughs> Right on. Thank you for uh, doing that, Tone. I love uh, I love the way I look in that picture. Put that in my space. Hey, nice brag, by the way. I know, right? You're doing good. Uh, we got a voicemail here, I think. Let's get down to our main man in Alabama, Jason Harrell. Here comes Alan. Alan. Hey, room. What's up? What's up, Hope Alan? everybody's doing good. Nice to hear Buddy back. Maybe yeah. all three of y'all will be there today. Not Don't a chance. Know. Um, Mr. Gary, and are you spring? Then mm. let's see, Meat Hooks, Gary Horror Movie Stuff. Yeah. Number three, Last House on the Left, the original. Sure. When the guy has a dream about them putting a the chisel on his teeth and the fixing knocks his teeth out with a hammer. I have a thing about, like, tooth pain. Yeah, that's not Number two, I think it's an insidious three. Two or three, um... Where they're like filming, 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 and you see the room, and all of a sudden it hits on the bride in black and she screams or something. That made me yell in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> Number one scene that scared me. I had to, I was little, eight or nine when I saw it. Zelda and the original Pet Cemetery. Ooh, that that's scene, a good one. I had to cut it off. Was watching it at night. I yeah. cut it off. So I'll finish it in the morning, and that seems. Still gets to That's a bad one. Anyway, uh, hope all's going. Oh, I watched this week. I watched uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. Oh yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I, I saw like it, it years ago in theaters. Seeing it again. I also watched uh, the Black Coat's Daughter thing. Oh, what'd you think of that? At first, I wasn't really sure if I was going to like it. I was like, this is kind of slow. Really, really enjoyed it. Glad you liked um, it. Um, I tried to watch Three on a Meat Hook. Um, the actual movie? I fell asleep, yeah. and I'm not even upset about that. <laughs> Don't do that. Saw, that dog shit. Yeah, it's I mean, terrible. Titties in it, but that <laughs> uh, movie sucks. Wow. I uh, hope everybody's good. Talk I don't know where you even found that. Right on, Alan. Thanks for calling in, big guy. I yeah, know. he had posted that he was watching it on the uh, uh, or the, the website. The website, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was a movie. No, it's actual. It's 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 terrible. And he quickly replied, "This is fucking horrible." <laughs> <laughs> it is really bad. Uh, it did have a, a pretty nice box clip art that went with it. Um, that that would have got my three dollars at a warehouse records and tapes for the rental for sure. <laughs> uh, right on, Alan. Sorry about the three on a meat hook, amigo. I think yeah, that's bad. It's got a nice ring to it, especially for the the top three countdown. But the movie itself, yeah, it's one of those early '80s uh, direct to video VHS. You know, it's a couple of guys with a right camcorder. off some guy's yeah, VHS exactly. camcorder, yeah. right into a mom and pop video yeah. store. It's terrible. <laughs> Hand folded the box, probably for it. <laughs> penciled in the artwork. Uh, Alan called back, dude. Oh yeah, I forgot the big one I watched this week or whatever. Um. I found it on Tubi. What's that? It's called Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. <laughs> yes. It is this Japanese ripoff of I've People Dead. Um, it's absolutely 
bonkers. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was filmed with probably like four yen or something, whatever <laughs> Japanese currency is. Yep. But I had a whole lot of fun with it. It's crazy. Um, I mean, the special effects, it looks like Play-Doh and Halloween masks. <laughs> You're going to love it. And then they throw fruit punch around. But for some reason, <laughs> I had a lot of fun with it. Nice. Um, it reminded me like Evil Dead and a little bit of Ricky-O. Okay. If you haven't seen Ricky-O, oh, yeah. you need to check that out. Um, I highly recommend it. It's on Tubi, and it's free. Talk to you all later. Bye. Well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Allen. I think you just named this week's Immersion Therapy. Congratulations to you, my friend. Nice. Uh, right on, man. That was all we had on the listener mail this week. You got anything for Tony? Or, oh, we do actually have some actual mail, Jason, that came to my fucking house. Okay. Uh, it came all the way from Southern California. Mr. Tom Hardy sent us another round of his famous beers. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's not. He's not calling it Spectral Stagecoach anymore, though. It's something in German. Hmm. I'm not going to butcher the pronunciation. It's like Aunschliebenmeinschlein. Nailed it. I'm 90% sure it was Aunschliebenmeinschlein. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Uh, that's all we got on the listener mail. You ready to get into a movie, amigo? I am. Thank you for the beer, Tom Hardy, by the way. And he, for some reason, he always sends his beers mm-hmm. wrapped in uh, children's clothes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's... Uh, or soiled or well usually at least one of the beers breaks in transit so yes okay. so there's that right on all right guys let's get ourselves into a movie here shall we
Alguien nos echó una mano. Jason? Yep. It's Grave Robbers. It is. 1989. You betcha. This one came in at a 6.4 stars on IMDb. Written and directed by Ruben Galindo. Stars Fernando Almada, Edna Boquia, and Erica Buenfil. Woo, daddy. Yeah, boy. I'm not mad at this at all. No. It's silly. It's silly as shit, but I kind of like a... I like a silly... Late 80s kind of a jam every now and then. Uh, we start off, apparently, uh, in days gone by. I don't know what the fuck time frame we're, we're looking at here. Possibly during the Inquisition. Which would make, if that was the case, this probably these events probably wouldn't be happening in Mexico. But for the purposes of this film, we have to assume that there was a Mexican Inquisition also. Sure. So we have a... <clears throat> Whatever you say. <laughs> Whatever, man. We have a uh, inquisitor, a, a very staunch Catholic element, and we start off with one of the inquisitor's executioners uh, abducting a young lady and taking her down to a basement slash torture chamber, and he's getting ready to sacrifice her to Satan. And uh, for a second there, I thought we uh, this was going to be like a Blind Dead spinoff or something like that, which would have been awesome. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I was flirting. Jeez. Oh, oh, is that what that is? I'm yeah. sorry. I haven't. I haven't mastered your. That was my seduction. Your, eye. I haven't mastered your signals yet. <laughs> uh, he go. He takes her down there. He like uh, take, takes her uh, like her top off. Chains her to a pentagram on the floor, and uh, he carves a six 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 in her like around her belly button using this weird. Um, uh, it looks like a letter, letter opener kind of, kind of an item. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, this guy, this executioner guy, he's dressed in a very luchador style of medieval inquisitorial battle garb or whatever it is. He's got like the cod piece going yeah. with the big fat belt. It was like a Satanist not too libre. Kind of, but like with a little dash of like death metal in there too. Anyway, uh, he's about to uh, sacrifice. He gives this big speech about, oh, Satan. I'm going to fulfill the sixth prophecy and knock this chick up, and then she's going to give birth to your baby, and I'm going to raise the baby because I want, like, I want to be to be a father. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like rule an empire or whatever. And he's going on and on with this horse shit. But then, luckily, like three or four monks come down the stairs and they stop him from doing that shit, and uh, they let the girl go, and then they take his own executioner's axe away from him and slam it into his chest and kill him. Now we're going to cut to present day. Same uh, town in Mexico. They gave the town name, I think it was like Santa Ros- uh, San Ramon, Mexico, which uh, I don't remember there being any inquisition in San Ramon, Mexico, or Mexico at all. It means a whale's vagina. Is that what it is? Yes. I thought that was San Diego. Oh, shit. Okay. No, that's whale's penis, <laughs> isn't it? I don't know. Uh, so that's how that role, that goes. Now we're in modern day, and by modern day, I mean 
late 80s oh, San Ramon. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, apparently, there ain't a lot going on in San Ramon, Mexico. Not a lot at all. <laughs> there is there is a, uh, a peacekeeping force. A uh, you know, they're not. He, he wasn't the sheriff. Um, he had like a. He was like the public safety officer or something yeah. like that. His it was off, like citizens' own patrol, pretty much. Yeah. And they, you know, night kind of have a, a side job as janitors. Yeah, and uh, weaponsmiths. Yeah. Also, um, <laughs> they're jacks of all trade. And- except they're senior citizens, and mostly they just nap in the office. How do I sign up for that job? Yeah, I no could do kidding. that. Uh, we uh, we cut to San Ramon. We have the the public security officers there. Taking a nap in the office, the captain comes in. You can tell he's the captain because he's got a cowboy hat on. And he's like, hey, wake up. Come on. I need you to drive me to my uh, to my guy's house. So he drives him to his guy's house. And uh, basically we find out that the captain's son-in-law, a dude by the name of Raul, is, <laughs> oh, a, Raul. is, is also his, uh, his, his, his son-in-law. And he's also like the town's weaponsmiths. And I feel like he was probably the stud of the town. He too. was absolutely the stud of the town. With that mustache, yeah, those cut off sleeves, <laughs> he was he was he was rocking he, it. He had his pick of the litter. Uh, Raul has uh, put together an Uzi for the captain, full on Uzi. I don't think they even make those anymore, do they? That captain can shoot that thing like a pro. Yeah, I tell you what, dude, he took those bottles out. Uh, later on, it doesn't. <laughs> really work that no. way, but that's okay <laughs> yeah so uh raul brings him his uzi he's like hey i punched the bore and i put some uh oil in there you're gonna love it so then and this is the best part he's got like some bottles lined up on a fence you can clearly see the houses behind the fence of which the captain is just plugging holes into with his uzi <laughs> whatever i'm not i'm not a stickler for safety or anything i just don't want to see a four-year-old get shot in the head by a cop <laughs> with an uzi uh so he's like wow raul you did a great job and then while he's having this conversation with raul uh the captain's daughter rolls up who happens to be raul's fiance uh her name is olivia and she's like hey dad guess what we're going camping and i got my friends here from mexico city and they the love sleeping was outdoors. like 45 years old I know, man she did not look she good. looked rough she I think she was supposed to be the hot chick of the movie, but it just didn't it no. didn't work out. Uh-uh. Uh, she's like, hey, yeah. And he's like, oh, be careful because, you know, out in the woods and stuff. And Raul's like, you sure you don't want a man to go with you? And she's like, no, it's me and my friends from Mexico City. So while they're having this conversation, the friends from Mexico City are in what appears to be a brand new Jeep right outside the, the Raul's house. They lay on the horn of the, the Jeep, and what comes out is... it's a brand new jeep in 1989 and i think there was probably a foley issue or something with the horn uh so she goes and gets in the jeep takes off they're off to their camping trip and everything's good to go from there now we're gonna cut to our titular grave robbers jason harrell we got some ne'er-do-wells we do. Out on the Mexican countryside. Out look, for gold. Looking to, to quit, make a quick score by robbing the local cemetery. Um, so we start off with six of them. I'm going to try my best to remember the names. You have uh, the, the leader of this band of merry asshats, Armando, and his girlfriend... I'm going to call her Stephanie because okay. I, I can't remember her name. Then Sounds you, Spanish enough. You have the uh, the wild man of the group. He was Manolo. 
and his girlfriend, Rebecca. Rebecca, I think we have to sign off on being psychic because she just mysteriously knows. She at least knows how to use a pendulum. <laughs> She's got that down. Yeah. You pull it and you let it go. <laughs> <laughs> it's that simple, Rebecca. Um, and then when in the back of the, they're in this beat up ass fucking Dodge truck and that those four are in the front in the back, we have Jorge and Andrea, and those are the two that don't really want to be there. And they're about had it with this shit. So these guys are rolling up looking for this lost cemetery because they're going to, they're going to rob it. They're going to they got shovels and pickaxes and all that stuff. Uh, they get there and immediately Jorge and Andrea hop out of the back of the truck and they're like, Hey, this isn't even a cemetery. We're just in the middle of the woods. And they're like, shut up and get walking. And he's like, fuck off. And then he tries to slap Manolo, but Manolo does a quick dodge jab on him. And he's like, well, fuck you too. So Jorge and Andrea just go walking off into the woods in the middle of the night. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing. I mean, <laughs> what, what are your options here? Rob a grave, dig, a, dig in the dirt for a couple hours, only to find a dead guy who might have some gold teeth, Maybe. might, or go walking off in the woods in the middle of the night. At least you can get laid. Uh, yeah, you're probably going to get your dick sucked in the woods in the middle of the night. Or you get a spear to your head. That too. Uh, either way, whatever you want to do, buddy. Uh, in the meantime, Manolo and Armando were like, yeah, get out of here, you fuckers. And then they start walking. They find this old cemetery, which looks like a uh, New Orleans style with all the above ground graves. Yeah. They're walking around, and then uh, Rebecca's like, this is the one with the gold. And they're like, okay, let's dig her on up. So they get to digging. They get down there. They find the coffin, open the coffin. It's empty. And she's like, oh, no. I could have this is the one with the gold. <laughs> she's Jamaican all of a sudden. That's not Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> what Jamaican man? I eat a mango. <laughs> she, she jumps down into the, the hole and she's like, oh, what the hell? And then she kerplunks through the coffin into a secret uh, staircase underneath the grave. Aye. Aye. And then she goes plummeting down and everybody's, Rebecca, Rebecca. So Manolo, being Rebecca's boyfriend, says, you know what? Tie this rope around me. I'm going to go down there after. So they tie the rope around him. They start luring him down. And then, of course, the rope snaps and he goes plummeting also. These people were way too prepared for any situation. Hey. Why would you need like six miles of rope to go dig up a grave? Because you might have to go spelunking, Jason. They was they had no idea about spelunking. Or they may have wanted to drag the coffin behind the truck. They must have read the plot and the, the script. It was in the script. Yeah, damn sons of bitches. <laughs> so now, uh, at this point, Armando and Stephanie are freaking out. They're like, what are we going to do? I don't know. Uh, but then Manolo calls up, hey, I'm down here. I'm fine. Everything's cool. Come on down here. And they're like, ah, shit. So Manolo gets down there. He's got his little gas lamp and he's checking things out. And it looks to me more like some kind of a refinery or something. There's like a lot of like machinery, machinery yeah. and other contraptions with gears and cogs. And, and he's let's like, just oh. take a moment to, to appreciate modern flashlight technology. Sure. Lights back then stunk. I'm glad you brought up flashlights because <laughs> we're. I'm gonna. There's there's some other flashlights okay. that are coming in, in in here in a minute. 
So he's down there with his gas lamp. He uh, eventually bumps into Rebecca. She's fine, too. And she's like, I got a bad feeling about this, Manolo. And here comes uh, Armando and Stephanie. Apparently, there's like a fun little uh, like corkscrew slide at yeah. the bottom. It so, looked like a, a blast. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the entrance to the Batcave if it was run by... <laughs> Um, people that didn't have the Wayne Manor fortune right. just had to make one <laughs> out of out of shit they found. Uh, so they get down there, and now they're all poking around. Oh, what is this place? Uh, they get to like a side chamber, and that's where they find a bunch of dead guys, and they're all covered in jewels. So we get a 1980s grave-robbing jewel-collecting montage. Monta- a great montage. Oh, it was lovely. Uh, everybody's filling their pockets and grabbing shit and, oh, this one's for my mom. Oh, we're so rich. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, after the montage concludes, they find one crypt that's like off by itself. And, uh, Stephanie or not, um, Rebecca, Rebecca pops in. Oh, I got a bad feeling about this one. And then, uh, Armando and Manolo are like, get out of here. We're going to crack her open. So they pop it open and, uh, they're like, oh, just a dead guy. Uh, Rebecca's like, well, I want to see. They're like, no, you're not allowed to come over here because this is where the rich, all the really rich stuff is, and you didn't want to help us, so fuck off. There's nothing in there except this is clearly our executioner because mm-hmm. he's buried with that axe. So they grab the axe, and they're like, okay, let's get up out of here. It's time to go. Now we're going to cut to... Uh, we're going to cut periodically to Jorge and Andrea, who are just blindly walking around in the woods, apparently. And now we have like a freak thunderstorm that just broke loose. And it's bucket downpour buckets of rain on these two poor schmucks. Uh, they don't really feel any purpose in the movie other than to walk around the woods and later on show up at the, the jail. So we're just going to kind of write them off for a bit. Uh, once the axe is removed and the kids are making their way out of the crypt, that's when our undead executioner comes to life. Now, at yeah, first... Yeah, the axe has like a pendule or a, like a... Yeah, p- it's got like a chain at the a bottom. A medallion or yeah, something. Yeah, wrapped around it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when the executioner first pops out of the grave, he's clearly a sock puppet, right? <laughs> he just comes out and he's like... After that, we cut to executioner POV... And we can see him kind of getting up and putting his executioner's hood back on. And then after that, he's like an actual actor running around with some shitty gloves for the most part. With like a giant thick torso and like really skinny bird legs. (laughs) The fucking guy (laughs) that they got to play this dude. He had to have been like a luchador, right? Because the (laughs) way he wore the codpiece and the chainmail, I'm sure of it. And he was, yeah, just a big barrel-chested guy Mm -hmm. with uh, with the... I don't think he ever worked legs in his life. And not one day. Good for him, <laughs> goddammit. Uh, so now they're, it's pouring rain. The kids make it out of the weird crypt. They get to their piece of shit fucking truck. It's a wonder to me how that truck made it out there to begin with. But naturally, they get in. They throw. Uh, they fill all their pockets with the jewels. They throw the axe in the back of the truck. They go to start the truck. Of course, the truck doesn't start. Now, this part was great because if you watch it, Armando hops out and he's like, okay, I can fix it. He pops the hood of the truck, grabs a rock off the ground, and starts beating the engine. I didn't see that part. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) He just gives it like two solid whacks with a rock. That'll do it. And then he gets back in and fires it right up. But now, because it's been pouring for like uh, 45 minutes, he punches the gas and the wheels are just spinning in the mud. 
So now they're right back to being freaked out. We have to go. I'm getting a bad feeling. <clears throat> At this point, two random dudes in uh, with horses show up. The, tr- the rain is finally starting to abate. Here comes these two old guys, and they're like, hey, you guys good? And Manolo's like, yep, just keep uh, keep a moving there. We're good. And he's like, uh, looks like your truck's stuck. You want some help getting out of there? And finally, uh, Rebecca's like, yeah, these two assholes don't want to ask for help, but if you could help us get us unstuck, that'd be great. Uh, while they're out there, we're going to cut to slasher POV cam of our executioner skulking about in the woods. One of the horses gets spooked and just goes taking off. Uh, I think the guy was like in love with his horse because he's just <laughs> running after her, calling her name. Jacinta, Jacinta, come back. Yeah, he's not coming off of that horse. <laughs> like He wanted that thing back for the night. Yeah, and uh, he was an old guy too. There's no way he's catching that fucking horse. No. Regardless, he goes tearing off through the woods trying to catch his horse. Gets out there, and of course, uh, while all this was going on, our executioner got his axe back out of the truck. Minus the uh, amulet... Um, pendant thing that was on the uh on the bottom of it armando is now wearing it like a necklace uh our executioner catches up to the old guy trying to catch his horse and buries the axe right in his neck Ha-ka! uh he's down now the old guy is like oh that crazy old the other first old guy is like oh that crazy old guy he's never going to catch the horse let me go help him get his horse we'll be right back so he takes off after the first guy, gets to the exact same spot, finds the first guy's dead body, and catches another axe right to, like, the scalp line, right above the, the forehead there. Bow! He's down. Shit! Now there's two dead guys. Now, back at our, uh, our, our grave robber truck, everybody's seriously getting worded, weirded out because all of a sudden they can't find the axe. What happened? Did you take it? No, I hid the jewels. You were supposed to take it. I didn't take it. Maybe those two old guys. God damn it, Armando. Let's go get them. So Armando and Manolo just go walking off down the trail, try to find the old guys, maybe get their axe back, maybe not. Of course, they find the two dead bodies, and they're like, oh, shit. Now, about this point, we're going to cut back to um, our visitors from Mexico City. And the the captain's daughter. Mm -hmm. He's driving around. The captain is driving around their little uh, San Ramon. And he's now a little concerned because, you know, this torrential downpour just happened. He wants to go out to the campsite and check on his daughter. Uh, He gets about halfway down this dirt road. And he starts hearing, like, the screaming and Manolo and uh, Armando freaking out because they just found the dead bodies. And the one dude's horse actually ran out. Of yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> you would think they would be used to seeing that in Mexico. <laughs> just random horses just down the road. Um, unfortunately, Armando tripped right before he found the dead guys and got blood on his hands. So the captain rolls up and he's like, oh, two dead guys and these two punks. Let me see your hands. At that point is when the girls catch up to the boys, so now he's got all four of them. Uh, he's like, all right, you guys are coming with me. Puts them in the back of the cop car and takes them back to the uh, precinct or public safety office, whatever the fuck that place was. Uh, right on, uh, we get a little bad cop, bad cop line of questioning. There's two dead guys out there, and you got blood on your hands, you punks. I'm going to, and then they, of course, they come clean with the whole story. They tried to play it tough for like 30 seconds. Rebecca tried to give a fake name and he's like, bullshit. All right. My name's Rebecca. She cracked. (laughs) Way to stand your ground. (laughs) Apparently she's never been questioned by anybody before. 
So that's pretty creepy. Now all of a sudden, we're going to cut to Olivia and her actual campout friends there that are, I guess, I don't know, maybe a kilometer or two away from the cemetery. They're having a great time. Apparently missed the thunderstorm altogether. Yeah, it went around. Very small, concentrated thunderstorm. They were in the eye of the storm. (laughs) Yeah, what uh, what it really was was two guys with garden hoses (laughs) just (laughs) fucking with the grave robber dudes. (laughs) We'll get them this time, Ted. Uh, so they're like, oh, yeah, it was great. We're having a great, they're out there, uh, roasting hot dogs. Um, you know, I assume telling dirty stories. One of them has to take a leak, I think, or she was going to fill the water pot or whatever. Goes down to a little creek there by the campsite. Um, I think she was filling up the water pot, but regardless, our executioner just reaches out from the, the creek and pull, grabs her and pulls her down and drowns her. Very cool. Uh, she starts screaming and everything, and then the other girls go down there. Uh, they don't find her body just yet, but they start screaming and yelling for her, and then our executioner pops out, and I believe he grabs one of the chicks and twists her head completely around, sending the other two girls running off into the woods. So now we're down to two girls in the woods. Grave robbers are in jail. Now, at this point... We got like a cut two of two random bodies being loaded into a coroner's truck. Now, I thought that was supposed to be... Uh, the old guys? The horse guys. Is that what it was? I would assume. I could have swore... That's, he, pro- I, that's the only two that they found. Well, I could have swore he said we got two more bodies. Oh. Mm. So, it may, he may. now that I think about it, he may have been talking about those chicks. But uh, when I watched it yesterday, I thought that was supposed to be uh, Jorge and Andrea. Hmm. Obviously not to be, because they're going to pop back up here in a few minutes. All right. Uh, so once the, now we're going to cut back to the captain who's interrogating the grave robbers. They give him the whole story. Uh, fucking, you know, there, there's this catacomb underneath the cemetery. We found all this old shit. Uh, Jules, we took the executioner's axe. Look out for that. Um you know, and now there's there might be a killer running around the woods. I think he killed those two old guys. So now the captain is genuinely freaked out because his daughter is out there camping too. He goes and gets the San Ramon muscle, Raul, <laughs> complete, Raul. complete with an Uzi. And he's like, Raul, we got to go find my daughter, your fiance. She might be in danger out there. So the, si. cap- <laughs> the captain and Raul... Go tearing off to the campsite. They find it. They find the campsite. Um, there's nobody there, and it looks like the place has been trashed. So they go running off through the woods. Uh, Raul catches up to Olivia, who at this point is the only one left because the other one tried to hide from the executioner, but then tried to reach out for her car keys and got her arm cut off, and then somehow just got strung up in a tree. Not sure what happened after the arm cutting off, but she's now upside down in a tree. Uh, that leads to a big chase between uh, the executioner and Olivia, which Raul gets there in time to interrupt. Um, he didn't really do much other than get his head chopped off. Yeah, he did. I mean, that's kind of disappointing <laughs> in Raul. I really thought he'd go further. At least, yeah, you know, punch him a couple of times or yeah. something, but no. Gets his head chopped off. Uh, Olivia freaks out. Dad, the captain, hears the screaming, rolls up on the site as Olivia's like backpedaling from the executioner. <clears throat> and his Uzi has gone from semi-automatic to, or yeah, to uh basic no, full autom- full auto to semi-auto. Cuz now he's just pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> 
He shoots the X. A lot less stopping power. Yeah, no, none whatsoever. If but, only but, he were a, an array of bottles. <laughs> if those bottles ever come at my daughter again, <laughs> I tell you what. He shoots the executioner like 14 times with the Uzi. The executioner goes down, but just kind of stumbles backwards into some bushes. And then the captain, like, rushes his daughter off to get her out of there. And um, in comes the weird uh, nappy, uh, sleepy deputy, I guess, or whatever you call him. And he takes the daughter back to her house. The captain, on the other hand, is like, well, I got to get to the bottom of this shit. So he's driving around the, the forest trying to find the executioner's body. It's nowhere to be to be found, obviously. So then he goes back to the um, cemetery. And for an old guy, he can climb a fence like nobody's business. Yeah, He was up and over that thing in no time. Everybody climbed that fence pretty good. That's You need a better fence, I think. <laughs> Do you want to keep people out or not? Because really all that is is a big ladder for people to climb. <laughs> Uh, he gets in there, he gets down in the crypt, excuse me, and he starts poking around. He finds an old book, which I call El Necronomico. Yes. <laughs> He's looking at it. There was some connotations earlier in the movie about a bunch of Latin writing that nobody knew how to read. So he's like, well, I got this figured out. I'll just take this back to the... Uh, to the one guy that can read Latin. That's right. El Padre at the Catholic Church. We'll get this this guy put back in the ground. So the captain takes the book back to uh, the church, and he has the priest read it. And he's like, oh, it's going to take me a few minutes. But here's something I'd like to point out. The flashlights that Raul and the captain were carrying. Yeah. Fisher Price, my first flashlight. Oh. Easily. <laughs> I mean, look at them. They're like red and yellow, and I don't think there's more than a 9-volt battery in those things. <laughs> the uh, You'd think they could do something a little bit more. There was some some earlier ones where like it was like with a handle yeah. and a spotlight. Yeah, it was and like that, a box light. And it barely had like a half a candle worth of light. <laughs> Just horrible. Yeah, that thing is terrible. Yeah, that is a pretty uh, pretty weak light <laughs> that we're looking at right there. <laughs> Regardless, he gets the uh, the book back to El Padre. He's like, let me translate this. Come back in a little bit. Okay. Now, he ta- the captain leaves there, and now uh, we're going to cut to Olivia's house, where she's, like, disrobing and, I think, getting ready for a shower. Her protector, the deputy, just immediately goes back to sleep on the couch, as he should. Uh, the executioner, in the meantime, comes in through the, I think, like an upstairs window, and we get, like, a very disappointing fight between the deputy and uh, the executioner. The deputy, I think, t- took an axe to the stomach. Uh, Olivia gets like, I think knocked out or maybe she just passed out, but there's just a quick clip and then she's asleep on the ground and the executioner is taking her off. Mm -hmm. Now, something I didn't mention is the first encounter between the executioner and Olivia, the executioner started like getting all these flashes of the original chick that he wanted to knock up to give birth to Mm -hmm. baby Satan. So I think he's under the impression that Olivia is that chick, and he's got to put he's it like, in He's like, ooh, replacement womb. Yeah, let yeah. me just stick one in you, and then mm-hmm. we can resume this, this plan that we had. Um, so now that's they're totally missing. They're removed from the equation, except for the deputy who's dead. Uh, the captain goes back to the, the jail, and he's like, oh, shit. Okay, i got to get to Olivia's house to protect her. I don't know. I think he might be headed that way. Uh and then he leaves, and then that's when Andrea and Jorge pop back up. 
And they're going to do a big jailbreak here, Jason. They're mm. going to bust their grave robber buddies out of the joint. Thank goodness they showed up. I tell you what, man. Loyalty is hard to come come by. I, I would feel terrible about punching Jorge in the face if I was Manolo. <laughs> God damn, man. This is where things get very silly. So they're there. They're so like, this is where they get silly. <laughs> they're there. They're like, hey, dudes, we're, we're coming to bust you out. We got the keys right here. Uh Armando is asleep, and he's still wearing the, the pendant thing. Mm-hmm. And this is where we go full xenomorph, because a hand just comes out of Armando's chest and grabs the pendant and then goes back down into the yep. into Armando. And Armando is dead, obviously. He's Very coughing dead. up blood. Uh, I think it was uh, Rebecca tried to, like, grab the hand and, like, pull it out or something or something i mean a for effort she dove right in she did something yeah everybody else was just standing there watching deep in his like chest cavity yuck i don't know what her goal was uh give me that back (laughs) and get out of my boyfriend's maybe she thought it was a pinata (laughs) that's what (laughs) it was candy (laughs) nice i didn't know you had candy in you armando (laughs) should have been hitting you with a stick the whole time So that's kind of weird. And then as they're like fumbling around with the keys to get them out of the cell, another arm comes out from the wall. Covered in cornflakes. <laughs> covered in, <laughs> look like white caulking or something. And grabs Jorge and like, I think chokes him to death. Yeah. And then about that time, they finally get the, the key in the cell open. Um, Stephanie, I think, was the one that got killed there alongside Armando. So that just leaves at this point... Andrea, Manolo, and Rebecca. And they go hauling ass out of the, the, the jail cell. Come on, come on, we gotta go. Oh, no, it was uh, Stephanie didn't. She made it out too, but then Executioner grabs her and like shoves her face into a staircase banister. And like kind of like a cheese grater operation. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. These are all practical effects on a Mexican budget. So you gotta give them credit for that. No, I mean, visually, there was quite a few things to enjoy in the oh movie. yeah yeah quite a bit uh the blood's terrible it is and uh a lot of the the practical effects but, but the blood actually were just reminded me of like giallo blood yeah that neon blood or sherbert blood as it's called <laughs> by certain other podcasters uh so now we are down to manolo rebecca and andrea but then of course andrea takes an axe to the the neck right after uh stephanie gets it so now it's just down to those two. About this time, we're going to cut back to the uh, Catholic Church, where the father is still working on the translations. This part, the, if I had a least favorite part of the movie, this would be this. This dagger just mysteriously floats very s- slowly. Very, hey, know, but very straight. <laughs> yeah, but totally. I don't know if it was like trying to sneak up on the priest or yeah, what. Yeah, this but. was really... <laughs> It's so awkwardly placed in the movie. Yeah, it just slowly comes off the wall or whatever it was, glides across the room to where the the priest is doing the translations at his desk. hangs out next to his shoulder for five seconds. Yeah, the priest is like, oh, you're here, Satan. Mm -hmm. And then it does like a a twirly twirl, and then it just drops down and stabs the priest in the hand. Now, this causes the priest to get up and, God damn you, Satan, in the name of... Jesus, you get out of here, you piece of shit. 
And then <laughs> this is the best part. So, the, of course, whenever this happens, it gets very windy in the room. And, like, the lights start flashing. It's demon wind. That's what it is. And then the priest does, like, a karate thing. He's like, <laughs> yo, you get out of here, you. <laughs> With my manos, hands of fate. That's what it is. <laughs> and then the priest, like, clutches his chest, and he's like, I'm going to fight you anyway. And then he just kind of falls over. Yeah. Uh, that's too bad. That's about the time the captain gets back to the church. He's like, hey, man, what do you think of that uh, translation? Finds the priest there, and the priest is like, uh Ring the church bells. We have to pray him out of here. And I translated the book. What you got to do is you got to get the, you got to hit him in the chest with an axe, and you got to make sure you take that pendant thing and have it on the axe when you do that. That's the only way. He and, call- and shouldn't he have told him and keep an eye out for flying daggers? I mean, obviously, clearly that's a that's a hazard in this area. <laughs> um, but uh, they called that thing like a satanic sphinx. That. Uh, chest piece whatever that necklace thing was yeah it, to me it looked like an upside down heart i don't know with didn't, like a didn't skull look like much it kind of looked like a if you found like a bird skull in the middle of the woods yeah or something. i could see that uh regardless he's like you got to hit him in the chest and you got to take this uh hit put that fucking uh necklace thing on there so he's like okay great so he's coming out uh trying to find olivia and that's just the exact same time that uh, the executioner shows up because he's wanting to kill the captain. And um, Manolo and uh, Rebecca are driving down the road at full speed in that piece of shit truck. They see the captain and uh, the executioner kind of squaring off. So they just run into the executioner at full speed and blow him into bits. <laughs> just chunks. Just chunks of shit. So the captain is a little beat up. He took a bit of a beating in the standoff here. He's like, we got to kill him, you son of a bitch. We got to get back to the fucking uh, thing. We got the crypt under the cemetery. Uh, we got to get the axe. We got to find that uh, necklace jammer, and then we got to kill him. Uh, by the way, where's my daughter? And like, I don't know. Well, okay, it's prob- she's probably down there. So the three of them go down there. They stop and pick up a bunch of dynamite that the captain just happened to have laying around in his closet at his house. That's safe. Uh, get down to the crypt. Now all the candles are like spewing flame, and the daughter is still there. She's chained up in her bra and panties. Uh, he's already put the six 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 on her on her stomach, which mm-hmm. means it's a it's about he's it's almost going he's, to pound he's town. He's aiming for penetration at this point, Jason. Uh, we actually get to see the executioner hood come off and see what this dude looks like. What did you think of the executioner? Uh, he looked like the leader of the orcs from Lord of the Rings. Okay. <laughs> I thought he looked more like Eddie from all the Iron Maiden covers. Uh, I mean, if he, bit. if he had Down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and a really bad haircut. Uh, oh, the worst hair. Yeah, he just had like tufts of random hair poking it out of It looked so bad. <laughs> uh, another big fight between the captain and uh, the executioner. Uh, the captain tells Manolo to put the dynamite all over the crypt. Um Kind of a weird back and forth. The captain shoots uh, the executioner, but it doesn't really slow him down anymore. Uh, make a long story short, um, they get the Olivia free, and Rebecca takes her up and gets her in the truck, and she's going to be like, hey, we're going to get you out of here. Uh, Manolo and the captain are down down in the crypt still fighting the executioner. Um, the captain gets the pendant and then the axe, and then he slams it into the executioner's chest. 
but Manolo has already lit the fuses on the dynamite, so the captain makes it out. It appears at first that Manolo does not, because the whole place blows up, and the captain's just kind of laying in the cemetery, like, all fucked up. And then Rebecca comes back, and she's like, where's Manolo? And he's like, oh, he didn't make it, but we killed that son of a bitch. And then they're just kind of standing there, and then Manolo comes running out. He's all busted. Hola! (laughs) And then they make out during the closing credits, and that's your whole movie there, Jason. What did you think of Grave Robbers, Amigo? Uh, It was decent. Yeah, it's a decent good time. Um, I was surprised at a lot of the visuals in there. Uh, The story, I mean, for what it was, was good enough. Sure, it's passable. It really only had the one... The same scene that aggravated you aggravated me. It just made no fucking sense Which whatsoever. one is that? The, the flying dagger. dagger. Yeah. yeah. And so it wasn't even flying. It was just lazily. <laughs> it was just lazily hovering. <laughs> I don't know about that shit, man. Um, yeah, some cool visuals in there. Like I even, I, I was surprised that they, remember the chains kind of, and I know it's just basically filmed and then played play in reverse. Yeah. But still, the fact that they pull it off. Sure. Uh, there was a lot in there to like. It yeah. really was. It's uh, all practical effects. 1989 was when it was released. Probably made in 86, 87. But it's very, um, it's very 80s. And other, I mean... I this is something that if it was made in the United States, I would probably have seen fifty thousand times by now. Yeah. Uh, the only thing it could have used was a little boobs. I was very surprised that Manolo was the one guy to live. Yeah, he's the prick. Like not Mexican Tom Selleck with his <laughs> cut off shirt and mustache. <laughs> Raul, <laughs> I was rooting for Raul, man. Yeah, I really thought you know a couple of dudes would live before he would. Yeah, he he seemed to be the prick of the, yeah, the grave the prick. robber team. But you know, maybe it's a story of redemption maybe. or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into grave robbers. Yeah, it's a decent show though. I say check it out, inmates. It's uh, streaming on uh, Shutter right now. If you're interested, uh, let's take us a little break there, Jason. Let's do.
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, Mr. Harrell. We are. Yes, sir. Um, if I, I, I don't think I would have a problem with uh, being a grave robber. I just don't know how you make any money doing it. You know, who the hell buries their loved ones with anything valuable? Uh, well, you figure there's at the very least a lot of wedding bands. Sure, but think think about the labor labor to uh, reward ratio on that one. Yeah, unless you're just some kind of a savage that rents a backhoe and tears up an entire cemetery. <laughs> oh <laughs> god, <laughs> not even a refined grave. Nope. Oh, you got man. like a like a team of knuckleheads behind you with axes and picks, and you just dig that, up the whole shit, and they the, run through there, smash and coffins. So I do remember a conversation between my me and my cousin, and I'll say what his name used to be, Nabby Torfazadigan. Uh, truth. <laughs> what the fuck? Is that Armenian? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was Slavic, maybe. Okay. He legally changed it when he turned 18. I fucking A would, but, too. But I remember we had a conversation while we were still in high school. And uh, and he said, hey, you know, there's like this old shitty, fucked up, abandoned like graveyard yeah. like in the woods behind my house. Yeah. Like, I bet there's some shit buried in there. Like, we talked it through. I mean. Uh, and then I realized that I would be a massive piece of shit. So, right. There is so I that. opted out. There is the moral conundrum of yeah. it also, you know. I don't know, man. It seems like a shitty. I don't, what are you going to get? One wedding ring, maybe a watch, some fucking sentimental heirlooms. But you can't sell that. Luckily, we were both exceptionally lazy. I, if we would have had a little more drive, maybe yeah. we would have followed through. No way. But. I probably would have done it just to see. What you know, yeah. see a dead guy? I had a very lackluster childhood. Sure. <laughs> Ooh, there's a dead guy. Let's see what he looks Wanna like. Want to see a dead body? <laughs> you ready to get into the meat hook, amigo? I am. Let's do it. Three on a meat hook. This week's meat hook. Top three horror films containing or taking place in a cemetery. Jason, mm-hmm. what do you got on number three? Well, I will first tell you that uh, my number three and number two barely touch on a cemetery. But to me, the the scenes are so pivotal that they had to be there. Okay. So number three, The Crow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anytime the good guy has to dig his way out of a grave. <laughs> good you know, stuff. That yeah. is good stuff. Uh, you know. I you, just love the, you know, the crow being there, the, uh, the interaction between, uh, uh Brandon Lee and the girl. Yeah. And like just the, the, the visuals with the, the weather and everything. Oh, yeah. And I just remember that cemetery scene so good. Very cool. Um, uh, yeah, man. And that's like it. Yeah. They, he goes back to the cemetery at one point later in the movie. But uh, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a hell of a show. 
My number three, Night of the Living Dead. Nice. Now, the only reason I didn't put it higher on the list, because the cemetery isn't really integral to the story, other mm-hmm. than that's where it starts. Yeah. After that, I think we get maybe five, six minutes of actual cemetery. Yeah, not much and at all. And it's mostly just Johnny being an antagonistic prick. Yes. You know, and then, of course, getting his head bashed mm-hmm. in. Um, any any time I get to put Night of the, find a way to shoehorn Night of the Living Dead into my three on a meat hook, yeah. I'm going to do it. Oh, you so, bet. Either way, it's good. I'm going to squeeze it in there one way or the other. How about number two, Big Dog? My number two, Night of the Living Dead. Oh, look at you. Um, it's one of my, while Night of the Living Dead is not one of my cream of the crop favorite horror movies, that opening cemetery sequence mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things of all horror movies. Oh, absolutely. I love his, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Mm-hmm. Like everything about the cemetery scene is so memorable. Yeah. And it really just sets a tone. Yeah. Yeah. So beautifully. It, it is so good. It's such an opener. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. What, I, what, I, what really hits me about it <clears throat> is that it's so peaceful. Mm-hmm. You know, they get there. The, it's still the sun is still in the sky, even though it's eight o'clock at night and they can't figure that shit out. Uh, they're the only ones there. They drive up that scenic country road leading to it. And then, you know, it's they start reminiscing just like a brother and sister should being a little yeah. dicky towards each other. Sure. About the inconvenience of having to drive three hours back to uh, Pittsburgh. And then here comes this one random dude just staggering through the cemetery. And Johnny thinks, oh, let me fuck with Barbara a little bit. And then the apocalypse. Yep. And that's how it goes down. It's great. I love it. What an opening. My number two, probably your number one, Return of the Living Dead. Am I right? You're right. Am I right or am I right? You're right, right, right. All right, all right. Uh, So, I mean, there's a lot to be said about this cemetery in particular. Now, at this point, we're talking, what, 1986 when that one came out? I think so. By then, we'd already been inundated with zombie apocalypse movies. Some of them featured cemeteries, some of them not so much, but you knew that this was going to have zombies in it, Mm -hmm. and you knew you don't want to be around dead guys when whatever the fuck happens, happens. Instead, we have these very... I thought they were likable teenagers, mm-hmm. uh, having themselves a little shindig there in the par- in the, the cemetery. Fucked up cemetery, too. Uh, looked like nobody's been in there for decades, mm-hmm. other than other scumbags looking to fuck each other and get high or whatever. <laughs> um, parties in full swing. Everybody's having a great time. Linnea Quigley doing her uh, mm-hmm. come fuck me number on the sarcophagus. And then... The idiots in the the Unita Medical Storage Facility open the wrong barrel, and from there... Those do five. (laughs) Those fucking clowns. (laughs) You want to see what's in the basement? You mean the movie lied? Um, But the cemetery itself and the scenes that take place in it, especially that montage right after the acid rain drops Mm -hmm. and the, the initial zombies start popping up, that music, the Do You Want a Party song... Blow your fucking face off. That's what I liked. What did you like so much about it? Every bit of what you're saying. What I just uh, said. The music is fabulous right there. Yeah. Uh, Trash's dance sequence. All of the graffiti yeah. uh, that's that's in there. Aesthetically, that, that thing is so 80s. Totally. And... Uh, and then just all of the visuals of the zombies coming up uh, with the rain 
and the mud, like everything just looks so good. There's just so much to love about that cemetery. Yeah. So much. Like, it's just, it's so fun. It's so perfectly fun. Totally. Yeah. Um, Not only that, but then once they get to the crematorium Mm -hmm. in the church or the mortuary where they have the chapel and there's kind of the religious iconography behind them, but the juxtaposition of these punk rock kids trying to survive in that environment, the Mm -hmm. whole siege narrative that goes along with it. Did you catch on to the, uh, the Ernie's little backstory? With what? Where he came from and what his deal is. Mm, so it's, I don't recall. So wasn't there a tie-in to Night of the Living Dead? No, but there's something much more nefarious. Okay. So Ernie is the, the guy that runs the crematorium. The mortician. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's never stated in the movie, but if you're really paying attention, you can kind of put it together. Is he like a Nazi? Yes. Okay. That's it. Yeah, that's I always assumed he he's was. He's listening to Wagner when they come in. Uh, he's got that platinum blonde hair. Oh, yeah. He makes a uh, – he pulls out a Luger pistol, mm-hmm. and at some point he makes a, a, a like a comment about, I've been running ovens much longer than anything. <laughs> Youch. Too soon, Ernie. Too Ernie, soon. you're a war criminal, you fucker. <laughs> My number one is going to be Cemetery Man. Have you ever seen that one? No. Italian. Never even heard of it. It is a comedy. Um, has probably the best breasts in all of horror. <laughs> and it is the the boobs on this chick. Some Italian actress. Her name escapes me, but god damn is she hot. Uh, basically, you've got a poor schmuck who lives in a cemetery He's like the caretaker. Mm-hmm. And every once every couple nights, one of the, the dead bodies will just pop up and go moseying around the cemetery. If it manages to get out into the neighboring town, it's going to be a problem because then zombie virus. And So he's basically there and he's got to keep a gun on him. And anytime he spots one of these fuckers, he's got to run out there and put it down, put it back in the ground before anybody finds out anything. Hmm. Naturally... Chaos ensues when he uh, is too busy having sex with the hot chick. You can't have sex in a horror movie. You got, I, dude. If you saw this chick, <laughs> I'd be like, "Well, that zombie thing's going to take care of itself." <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a movie, man. Um, I'm definitely more of a comedy. There's an ossuary involved. Do you know what an ossuary is? Mm-hmm. So apparently, in like really, really, really old cemeteries, sometimes they would tunnel underneath the cemetery. And create like a makeshift mausoleum underneath, but it's like weird and dank and damp. And usually there's like a creek that goes through it. There's one of those, and it's Italian, but uh, still a pretty good show. It's worth a watch, I'd say. Uh, That is all we've got on the meat hook, my friend. Uh, Just out of curiosity, though, you missed last week's show. Did you happen to have top three most disturbing horror movie scenes or no? Oh, shit. I did, but I erased it to put this list. Oh, I can't remember, with what, you. The, can't remember what the fuck I had. <laughs> All right, well, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't recall. But uh, for this week, I can say that Sarah came in with two out of three. Oh, okay. Uh, for her three, got. she said can't come up with a third. Okay. Uh, for two, 1989 Pet Cemetery. Okay. Uh, she said the book scared her in high school. Nice. Had to read it with the lights on. Um, and her number one, Return of the Living Dead. I'm surprised she Duh. did. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't go with um, Poltergeist. She liked that one, didn't she? I don't think she's... I I don't think either one of us really... Well, I know I don't like it. I didn't like it. I I liked it when I was Yeah, I don't think she likes it very much. Okay, fair enough. It's so dated. It is, and it does not hold up well. No, it don't. There is a lot of silly shit there, my friend. 
Uh, inmates, we would love to know what your top three cemetery heavy horror films are. Uh, it can be a it can be a movie that just has a cemetery in it. <laughs> talks about a cemetery. Talks about a cemetery a little bit. Uh, maybe some c- cemetery innuendo of some sort. Let us know. Get on the uh, the padded the padded room Click on the three on a meat hook link. Fill out the little uh, form there, and it will send it to us for reading on next week's show. And while we're on that topic, Mr. Harrell, yep. we had a last-minute voicemail pop in. Ooh. All the way from uh, Southern California, it's Mr. Tom Hardy himself. Let's, hey, yo. Let's, uh, let's post-rate this, shall we? Prostate? That too. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Padded room. How's my favorite degenerate this Good. week? What's up, Mr. Hardy? I do hope everyone is doing well. I to check in with you real quick. You got uh, it, buddy. Couple Slid of in under the wire. To. First off, the meat hook. Yeah. Man. Uh, you know, I got a couple of them. And, okay. Yeah, I'm going to try to get this out here, man. The, the number third uh, scary moment to me, uh, try to explain this one here, but if you remember, there was a scene in The Candyman. Yeah. And there was a part when um, The Candyman meets, I can't remember the girl's name, Hello. in a parking structure. Yes. And he's kind of her, then hers her car, and then there's The Candyman. Yes. And there's that moment where it's like, okay, is she better off running to the car or running the opposite direction? Yeah. Or uh, it always kind of was a subtle moment that really just uh, stuck out to me. Uh, I got the you, man there. Um, the second one, man, you can pick any fucking moment from uh, The Descent. Ooh, when they're getting okay. uh, more and more claustrophobic yeah. and that girl gets stuck uh, climbing through because the uh, tunnel or whatever is just so fucking narrow and yeah, it looks dude. like that's got to be like one of my biggest fears okay well now i'm just fucked i'm just gonna die here because i'm stuck because in this I goddamn yeah. tiny tunnel Fuck with my that. light going out that may be the worst oh, way to that, die. Was, that was always creeped me out and yeah then i guess for the third one uh the original blair witch there at the end where I can't remember the guy's name, Josh, but uh, or Mike, it was. They go into the uh, the house, into the big house or whatever, and then there's the dude just staring at the wall. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you paid attention to the flick and the legend of Rustin Parr, you remember exactly what that meant and what's about to fucking happen. Yep. I don't know. That that one always stuck out to me. I really wanted to get into the what are you looking at department. Sure. I actually got to catch a couple of flicks, man. And some really good shit I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. Um, the first one, I got to catch uh, Dario Argento's Inferno. Okay. I don't That's know when the last time you saw that was. It's but, been a while. Uh, you know, I'm a Dario Argento guy, and I got to say, this is uh god damn, this fucking confusing flick. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'm supposed to get it, and I, uh, I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I'll tell you how to watch I, it. I still enjoyed it. Okay. It's got one of the most milk toast fucking looking heroes. Yeah. You got to just look at a screenshot of this fucking guy. <laughs> He's just a fucking Yahoo, dude. <laughs> anyway, still thought it was fun, but what I really wanted to talk about was this flick, um, Deadware. Um, oh. I got to catch it on Amazon. Okay. It's, it's a newer flick. Also. Just a heads up, it is kind of a found footage. It's one of those ones where they're they're just staring at the computer screen, okay. you know, two people talking, sure. staring at the computer like screen. This. And I, yeah, I got to say, man, I actually really like this flick. Oh. Uh, GP. As he is wont to do. Uh, Deadware popped up on my recommendations on Tubi. Nice. So I know it's on there also. Right on, Tom Hardy. He called back, but before we get into that, 
The key to watching Inferno is to watch Suspir- the original Suspiria right before Inferno. Inferno's a sequel to Suspiria, part of the Three Mothers trilogy. If you if you watch them back to back, that helps a lot with uh, some of the the weird nuances, I guess. Uh, he called back, G motherfucking Pede, you know it. G motherfucking Pede. Yeah, Daddy. Hell yeah. Woo. All right, sorry about that. Um, yeah, just a warning. It is like a found footage thing where they're just kind of staring at the computer screen. I'm not mad at and, that. And you know, shit's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, just over an hour, though. I thought it was really good. I thought it was fun. I like a show. Highly recommend it because it was uh, something like that. I said, you know what? I'm going to try one more. And I got to catch this flick, Unknown Visitor. Huh. Similar okay. kind of a found footage thing, except it's all seen through a ring doorbell camera. Okay. Sure. Dude, this flick here, again, it's like, I think this one's actually less than an hour. Oh, it's, I like that. I really like this 52 flick. minutes. It's, uh, Either a year, maybe two at the most old. Okay. Um, 2019. Really creepy flick. Got some good, got some jump scares in it, sure, but it's got some just creepy elements to it. Cool. Uh, highly recommended. I think it probably has some of that background masking where they got the sounds or whatever that makes you feel uneasy. Yeah. This one really hit me. Nice. But, uh, highly recommend. Again, Unknown Visitor and uh, Deadware on the Amazon. Dude. I'm going to check some them out. Some good shit, nice. I thought. Anyway, I don't have uh, any idea who uh, Mr. Brock is uh, at the moment. So, uh, oh, if I could real quick. Sir. I know last week's was the exorcisms, and I missed out on it. I did just want to throw out one that I didn't hear mentioned, one of my personal faves on the exorcism flick. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, The last exorcism. That's not uh, bad. Again, I know it's kind of a found footage that one. Not but, man, bad I at thought all. this flick was great. Sure. Had a little bit of everything, some humor, some good twists in it. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Um, so yeah, I know I'm, I'm late on that, but I just wanted to throw that one out. Sure. Anyway, hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Thanks for calling. I remember my, my three from last week. Okay. Let's hear Number three was Blair Witch Project. That's a possession movie? No. Oh no. Creepy moments. Yes. Sorry. Uh, the entire, uh, ending house sequence. Okay. But especially leading up to him being in the corner. Okay. Uh, number two was... I think it's uh, Paranormal Activity 2. Okay. Um, it's more of a jump scare, but it's highly effective. And it's when the entire kitchen just explodes. Yeah. Uh, my number one. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, uh, Hell House LLC. Oh, God. No, no, no. Is it the clown? When that fucking clown is just moving. Oh, God. Like, in, the, in and also combined with that. Uh, Prior, I believe it was a prior sequence where uh, the lights are kind of going on and off. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple of figures that get inch Jump, a little closer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, man. Wow. It, they got me good. That's good stuff. I did I did not. That movie, it was fine. I found it to be fine. Hell House. Well, it's not like these movies really bother me. No, no, clearly. But, I mean, like, everybody sings the praises of Hell House LLC. I, it's fine. I watched it on your recommendation. Did you? Yes. No. Yes. I think you had no. Oh, absolutely. Well, you should stop listening to me. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should stop listening to me. I don't know. You seem to enjoy it. <laughs> uh, I really enjoy the first one. Right on, man. Uh, thanks for calling in, Tom Hardy. Um, well, I tell you what, my friend. Why don't we go ahead and get into uh, what are you looking at? Let's do it. 
What are you looking at? I did not get to watch a fucking thing, Jason Harrell. No. I've been dealing with vomit, diarrhea, and flag football all week. I've started about 14 different movies. Nice. And uh, then not uh, done, had to go clean something up or get a practice thing together or I'm something. sure you'll find yourself back on track. Oh, I fucking hope so. How about you, big guy? Uh, well, and for last week's show, I did uh, catch The Possessed and Terrified. Uh, okay. The Possessed stunk. That was bad, right? Man, that stunk. Yeah. Um, it was not good. It felt very uh, after-school special to me. Yeah. It was like a reenactment from a... Uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries, kind of yeah. Thing. yeah. Uh, terrified, had seen that before. What did um, you think of Terrified? It's a solid flick. It's good, right? Yeah, I still yeah. enjoy it. I like that. Um... Finally watched Bones. Bones. Snoop Dogg. Oh, Jimmy Bones. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of that one? We really liked it. It's not, it's bad, but it's, it's silly enough. It's better than it deserves to be. Okay. I'll buy that. And, uh, I really didn't want to watch it because I just, I assumed it was going to be a comedy. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's a horror movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's still. It's it is oh, what not, it, it's a horror movie starring Snoop Dogg yes. as Snoop Dogg. That's but what else do you need to know? It's way better than, like I said, it had the right to be. <laughs> uh, we rented uh, Sisu, okay, which is the uh, like Finnish a, guy. Actually, I think he was a German, um, but he lives in Finland. He bails out of World War II, and then he enacts some revenge on basically he's an unstoppable force and takes out an entire Nazi squad. Nice. Yeah. No, it's completely over the top, but really effective and really good. More action? Oh, nonstop. Yeah. 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 Right yeah. on. It's pure revenge mayhem. Can't can't go wrong it's, with that formula. It is really, really good. I love it. Yeah, we really had a good time with it. Cool, cool. Uh Grave Robbers, Bones, Sisu. Uh, and then the uh, immersion therapy for this week. Very cool. That's it. Speaking of immersion therapy, let's jump right in, Mr. Harrell. Jimmy Bone. (laughs) Immersion therapy. What did you think of Huesera? I I thought it had a lot of potential, but they just couldn't stitch it together well enough. What do you mean by that? Um, it like just, the plot or the it just seemed to have like these strong elements that just was missing kind of a cohesive tide. Like there seemed to be some of this like you know kind of um, dark side of motherhood right. stuff. There seemed to be this, you know, supernatural element. Uh, it just didn't seem to like bridge well for me. It, it just and it just kind of kept chugging along. Too. I get that. It yeah. was really. It felt really long. It did. I think it was over two. It was like two hours and fifteen. Shit, was it? Something like that. No wonder. It was, it was a long one. Um, I wasn't mad at it. It's just whenever whenever a horror movie starts with a chick getting pregnant. You know that there's going. It's she's either got the Antichrist in there, or some disgusting thing is going to come for the baby. <laughs> this was more of the former. Yeah. I felt like um, it's fine. It's uh, 
I didn't understand the whole like bone woman thing. Me neither. I like, where did that come from? Why her? I know. Where, like, what happened? I assumed it had something to do with that scene at the beginning with the temple, but that's never expanded on. Yeah. So it's and, and that's what I mean. I I feel like it's missing the explanation. Yeah, or some kind of a shoestring to tie the whole thing together. Yeah. But yeah. Um, there was some good stuff visually. I liked uh, when the chick throws herself off the balcony and then kind of pops up and looks up at her. I thought that was kind of gnarly. I'm sure you like the boobs. There's plenty of boobs. I'm sure like you the like boobs. the scissoring. The scissoring was nice. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you did. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you weren't. <laughs> it's not bad. It's a very involved horror movie, though, my friends. It's streaming presently on Shudder. Uh, it is in Spanish, so that kind of fits nicely with this month. You can't... Uh, you got to really sit down and pay attention. Maybe there's something we missed or culturally something that didn't translate well. Well, but, I may or may not have watched the majority of it during a three and a half hour commute. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You're watching movies while you drive. That a boy. Not a lot of people on the road at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's a good thing too. <laughs> Holy shit, Jason. Like, like me, I'm constantly running off the road because hey, I'm whoa, watching whoa, movies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Right on. Your immersion therapy this week, as chosen by Alan, is going to be Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell from 1995. You can find this motherfucker streaming on Tubi. It is Japanese. Uh, I believe it's subtitled. Might be dubbed. I can't say for sure. Uh, check that shit out, inmates. We'll do the same in control, and we can compare notes next week. Uh, get a hold of us on the Mental Health Hotline, area code 775-387-0275. Or you can drop us an email, contact at the padded room. No, mail at the padded room podcast.com. Oh, boy. Am I right? Or, or you can use the contact form there on the you website. Go. See, you gave me too many options. Now I'm confused. <laughs> I thought I was making it easier for you. Uh, clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it, inmates. We'd love to hear your three on a meat hook or uh, let us know what. You thought of immersion therapy. Or random pictures of dairy and... Dairy, me with boobies and uh, chopsticks for nipples. I love it. Uh, it's very flattering. Tony, thank you again. Um, in the meantime, I think it's time to educate me, Mr. Harold. It is. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. Well, I got myself in a fist fight in a Los Angeles bar, and uh, I got the better end of it, but uh, this guy now wants to press charges, so I got to get out of the country. I'm going to get myself over to Italy and uh, take some odd jobs and fall in love with this strikingly beautiful young lady. I don't know who this actress was, but goddamn, was she bad. Um, unfortunately, I find a bunch of weird uh, syringes in her bathroom, and there's dead animal carcasses laying around, and people are coming up missing in this little town. Uh, I'm starting to get a little nervous about this chick, and then she takes me to a museum and points out certain pictures from hundreds of years ago that look exactly like her. 
Now I'm really freaked out. By the way, she also has a tentacle pop out every now and then. <laughs> I'm talking about spring, Jason Harrell. Just overlook that. Uh, you know, if she's hot enough, I'll let certain things slide. Have you seen Spring? Nope. It is a pretty good show. Yeah. It's probably 75% love story, 25% horror. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely worth a watch if you want something a little more on the mild end. Uh, I think it's streaming right now on Shudder also. Who might I be this week, you ask? We do ask. Well, I am a... Um, Homosexual. Of course. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I am a army recruit. Uh, in the early 80s on my one, a, a training for a field op. And uh, I'm out in the deep south where, next to my base. And, uh, you know, we're going to go out there. We're going we're gonna to do some combat patrols. It's all just an exercise. Everything's going pretty smoothly until we run into an old Confederate burial ground. Hasn't been touched in century. Well, at least one century for sure. <laughs> uh, everything's okay for a minute until my knucklehead uh, squad mates start fucking around with the various uh, skulls and artifacts they find. And now we are in a world of shit because these undead Confederates are up and they're looking to kick somebody's ass. Hey, the South said it rise again. Only in this little area, though. So I don't <laughs> think they can go much further okay. out of there. So. <laughs> Uh, who might I be, you ask? Tune in next week, and I'll drop some knowledge on you, inmates. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us. Join us next week for another uh, Spanish, possibly Mexican horror film called Cemetery of Terror from 1985. This one is also streaming on Shutter. Closing out Cinco de Mayo month here in the padded room. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, wherever you found this, sh- this show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. Go to paddedroompodcast.com. Look at all of Tony's uh, photo f- Facebook rips of me. Find you- the entire back catalog You're of gonna every single podcast he has ever pay- put out there. Over 500. Almost knocking on the door of 600 at this point. Maybe more if you consider sub shows and other things like that. Uh, set yourself up a profile. We have a whole Facebook-esque kind of thing going on there. You can, uh, you can Photoshop me into other predicaments, whatever. I don't care. I find the whole thing very flattering. Uh, in the meantime, Jay, you got anything else on the week? That's it for me. All righty. Four Spanish horror movies. Cemeteries and the hot chicks contained therein. Acid Rain. Lovecraftian chicks who you still probably want to have sex with despite their various tentacle tentacle (laughs) beak having features and things of that nature and the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye-bye.